You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. My book, Past Lives with Pets, was just awarded the 2021 Coalition of Visionary Resources Award in the animal and pet category. It got the silver medal. Thank you so much for all of your support of my book. I am grateful. My friend George Norrie says, Dr. Shelley Care's Past Lives with Pets connects people to their pets in a way few people have ever experienced before, through past lives. She makes a case that our animals are with us for a reason. The grief recovery processes are invaluable for anyone who loved and lost a cherished animal. That's from George Norrie, Coast to Coast AM. So my book will give you guided imagery exercises where you can discover how you knew your pet in the past. And if you have loved and lost your beloved animal, I'll help you go through a very gentle grief recovery journey that can really help you in this very, very difficult time. So check out my book, Past Lives with Pets, and thank you in advance for your support. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Welcome. I hope you're doing great. So there is a lot of um, turmoil in our world, a lot of need for prayer, calm and peace. So let's begin today's show by going into a meditation together. So begin by just closing your eyes. And let's take a deep healing breath in through your nose. We're breathing in love and joy and peace and harmony. And exhaling tensions and concerns. And take another deep breath in through your nose. Peace and joy and love, exhaling tensions. Just allow that peaceful healing light to come down, 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 down into the top of your head, moving into your mind, into your neck and shoulders, 
moving into your heart center, into your stomach, into your legs, and down through the soles of your feet. And allow that loving light to pour out of your heart center, creating a beautiful, healing, golden bubble of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Just feel yourself floating inside this bubble of light and know that within this light you are safe, you're secure, you're totally carefree. Just know that only that which is of your highest good can come through. And just allow yourself to continue to feel protected and surrounded by this golden light And just bring all of your energy and attention and awareness into this light and into this space right now as we enjoy our time together. And just know that you can continue to keep this light with you always as you move throughout your day feeling peaceful and feeling much better than you felt before. So that helped me. I hope it helped you. And so let's enjoy today's guest. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So we're meeting incredible guests, and today is no exception. I've got my friend Shai Tubali on the show. He's written a really awesome book called Seven Day Chakras. Shai, you've got an amazing background. Welcome to Healing Arts. Great to have you. Hello. Very good to be here with you. Thank you. I really was happy to see your book um, because I haven't seen a lot of books about chakras in a very, very long time. And I I feel like it's so important for all of us to go back to the basics once in a while. And I really enjoyed the approach that you take. And we're going to talk about that on the show as well. Um, But before we get into that, can you tell us how you got into the current work that you're doing in energy medicine and how you got on this spiritual path. Hmm. Yes, well, I am originally from Israel. Right now, I'm speaking from, uh, from our Berlin center, the center in Berlin, Germany. And, uh, and when in Israel, when I was uh, uh, around uh, 20, 21, uh, I, was for, I was still a, a novelist and a journalist. And that was my main occupation. It was, uh, I, was, I was deeply immersed in, uh, in writing. Uh, but I didn't have any uh, contact with, uh, with, uh, with spirituality. Then I, I embarked on, on this journey around the age of 21 and started a very intense spiritual quest. I started getting to know all kinds of spiritual teachers, both in Israel and in India. And and this was actually because I think because of my immense determination to realize a truth beyond beyond the, the personal self, a universal truth, this led me to some, uh, some kind of, uh, of an explosive period at the age of 23, in which there the was a, a series of, of, of revelations. 
Now th that that was actually the the shift, and ever since uh, I started realizing uh, or recognizing uh, experientially the entire world of Kundalini and chakras and uh, and and everything that I'm currently writing about and investigating. Yeah, I we're gonna put the link up to your website shaitubali.com. Everybody, you should go check this out because you've got a lot of material on the site about Tantra and what the real meaning of that is and some of the masters that you've studied with. Can you tell us a little more? Because it's just so interesting. I want people to go over to that website though. So we, we will have the link. So tell sure. us about your masters and your your studies. Well, I, I had I had two two uh um long relationships with uh, with teachers one was uh, was uh, uh, my first uh, uh, teacher he is uh, is also originally from israel now he lives in costa rica and uh, uh, guiding a community there called pachamama and uh, and he was i think the the one really opened the door to me uh, for me and and this was uh, this was what uh, took place for when i was uh, uh, 23 because uh, there was there was some kind of 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 a shift or a revelation of cosmic consciousness that uh, that took place uh, uh, much under his guidance. But uh, but uh, then I continued and uh, and eventually I found an American teacher who who comes from from a very unique lineage called the, the Nityananda tradition. The Nityananda tradition, um, whose founder was uh, a Bhagawan Nityananda at the, somewhere at, at the beginning of the 20th century, and he was was my uh, a real teacher in the sense that that, that, that he, he guided me for seven years, and uh, and initiated me into the world of Kundalini. Mm -hmm. So, so, so this is where, because, because he, he is a, a profound yogi, he enabled me to, or introduced me to the world of Kundalini and the, the awakening of the Kundalini and the awakening of the chakras. So I, I didn't know anything about the chakras and, until I met him and started revealing this uh, this system uh, uh, firsthand. Wow. And, and getting to your book, I mean, one of the things that I thought was really wonderful about it is that you are speaking to people about um, working with the chakras on a daily experience. And you're talking about the different days of the week. So what, yeah, and again, that each chakra we can, so that we can make it a daily practice can be worked on each day of the week. So can you describe some of that work? Because that is really, really cool. Yes, of course. The, I, I think, um, but to, to explain that, I have to, to explain something. Yes, because usually uh, we treat, uh, or traditionally speaking, we treat uh, chakras as, uh, as seven energy centers which can be aroused uh, uh, by means of mantras or certain affirmations or certain uh, uh, chanting or certain visualizations. 
So th this is basically uh, the, uh, the traditional world of the chakras. But what, what happened to me was that I increasingly began to, to realize that, that the, the, ch the chakras shouldn't be only understood as, a, as a, a vertical ladder of development, meaning that, that you just climb uh, the ladder and each time you're, you're leaving behind the, the previous step, but rather the chakras are a, a comprehensive map of human life. It, it, it brilliantly captures the, the uh, life as a whole uh, with its uh, as, as seven different dimensions. You see? Yes. So, um, so in this sense, and, and what is so amazing is that, is that it's not a theory, it's in our body. We can actually get in touch with them. So, so it's not some kind of a concept about the seven different dimensions of life. We can feel it. So then I came to realize that, that the chakras, each of the chakras uh, contains the, uh, a certain perspective or a certain experience of life that we, uh, and that without which we are actually incapable of, of living life fully, you see? So, so the seven chakras need to be lived simultaneously, not only as a ladder. They, 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 together they compose our wholeness. And this is where the seven day chakras uh, uh, enter the picture because I suddenly realized that, that we have another genius system. <laughs> of course, it's a it's human made system that, that is called the seven days of the week. And, and it's genius because it's again, so intuitively composed of seven days, seven, you see? Somehow this, this number represents for us humans uh, uh, completeness or wholeness. So I realized that, that if we lived each chakra fully, each uh, uh, one day of, of the week, we would be able then to, to uh, earn two, two extraordinary gifts. One is that we would be able to live our life fully without skipping any, any of the important aspects because our life is so busy and so messy, <laughs> this modern life, and we are so, uh, so much attacked by so many different uh, uh, um, uh, triggers or, or demands and expectations that, that we, we find ourselves uh, uh, unable to, to leave it all, you see? And the second is the fact that, is the fact that, that if you complete one day cycle and then a seven day cycle of, of, of all the seven chakras, you end up awakening the entire column of the seven chakras. In, Energetically speaking, this, this creates, a, a, awakens the, the central channel, the central channel uh, along which the, the chakras are intertwined. And that, is, that, that means that this is also a path to, to spiritual fulfillment, to spiritual realization, to emotional maturation, to end ultimately to enlightenment. So, so that was the, the this is the principle, but perhaps you'd like to speak of the specifics. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I like the approach because I think you're right that a lot of times I think we we say, well, I want to be more intuitive, so I'm only going to work on my third eye or whatever, or any of them, right? And then we forget about the fact that this is a whole unit and that we're not going to be a balanced human being unless all of the chakras are balanced and considered exactly. in a exactly. constant way. Yes, exactly. That, that, that's, that's, that's very insightful because if, if we imagine what a balanced and complete week we have when our Monday is the root chakra day, which means that, that we, are, we are dedicating our entire attention to, to, to grounding our being, to taking care of all these, of all those, those small details of life which we, which we tend to overlook or, or which we tend to, to consider tedious, you see? And, uh, and, and on the other hand, we, we complete the week with, uh, in, uh, in, with the seventh chakra awakening, with the seventh chakra, the crown chakra awakening. And that is, that is the highest, the ultimate. We, we jump out of time. We, we release all our earthly bondage. Now, in between, we have the entire human journey which we anyway experience, but we experience it in a, in a scattered or an unfocused way. So we don't realize the potential of all of these dimensions. And then we get a partial human beings, you see? Right. Which is fine, of course, if you, if you do it consciously, but, but, but what I, I meet in my work is usually people who either over, they live too much in their heart chakra or they live too much inside the root chakra, or they live too much in the crown chakra, escaping life altogether. Right. So, so or, or people who are extremely obsessed with their self-expression of the throat chakra. And, 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 and in, this, in this way, sometimes life knocks on our door, telling us, hey, there is some, some dimension that you've completely overlooked. You have completely forgotten to, to open your heart. You've completely forgotten to, uh, to, to express yourself or to, to meditate. And, and usually uh, this comes to us uh, with, in, in the form of very difficult lessons. So this system tries to avoid this, the need for difficult lessons. We can actually do it consciously and embrace our life as a whole. That's a really excellent point. Um, just a little bit of mindfulness can definitely help us avoid problems in the future. And you talk about um, something that I totally agree with about the fact that we should be doing these practices first thing in the morning because of the magical nature of rising early without distractions. So I was wondering if you could tell us about that. Definitely, definitely. That's, that's a beautiful point because, because usually when we wake up, we wake up directly uh, into, into the, the embrace of the world with all its demands and expectations, which means that the world determines our frequency. It determines our agenda. It determines what's going to be valuable for us uh, uh, today. But if we wake up before the, the world uh, infiltrates our, our vision and our mind and our heart, we are able to, to be with ourselves and to create our day. 
So there is a lot uh, about uh, the seven day chakras that, that, is, that, is, that has to do with, with creatorship, with being able to, to give shape rather than being shaped, being able to, to, to design through your own vision what you would like to experience and to attract throughout the day. So of course, if, you're, if your day is a, is a heart chakra day, which is very important, you see, because we, we're usually neglecting, our society neglects four, four of the seven chakras quite persistently. I'm talking uh, collectively speaking, we are neglecting our, our sacral chakra, our second chakra, because we're neglecting the realization that, that life is meaningful and purposeful also in, in this very moment without achieving anything. But there is beauty and there is joy and, and, and that life, life's meaning is not only in the future, you see? So in the now of, of our enjoyment, of our ability to, to feel life simply like, like innocent children, this is, this is already enough. Our society doesn't acknowledge that, you see? Right. Then, we, then we have our heart chakra that is, that is obviously neglected. We, our society is pretty tough. <laughs> and uh, and it, it gives very little time to, to, to the actual recognition of the people around us, to, to our ability to, to open our heart, because this is uh, uh, useless. There is nothing to do with it. You see, it's not productive. And then there is the, the, the sixth chakra, which is just acquiring knowledge for the sake of, of, of the expansion of our mind, for the ecstasy of intelligence, and not merely to a knowledge that we, we need for something, you see? A specific narrow specific form of specialization. And then last, there is of course the crown chakra, that our society doesn't recognize the importance of silence, of timelessness, of the spirit, of leaving the world behind and, uh, and, and entering ourselves uh, uh, with full sincerity, with wanting to know who we really are, you see, be beyond life and death. So, so there are four chakras that are socially speaking, uh, overlooked. This is why we need to, to be able to, to, to control, to master our week and to master our day. This is why we, it's good to wake up when, when the air is fresh and, and unaffected, you see? And no, no one hopefully thinks uh, of uh, sending us uh, text, <laughs> text messages and <laughs> And, yeah. uh, and hopefully they can wait until a reasonable hour. Yes. Or we don't have to look at the phone, but we feel like we have to, but we really don't, you know? Exactly. That, that, that's a part of, uh, of, of being a master. It's, it's deciding when we, when we really have to look at the phone, you see, because we, we are, we, this is a form of modern enslavement when we are the enslavers and we are the slaves. <laughs> so um, so to come out of this, of this time equals money, I think, I think the chakras have, have, to, have to contribute in the creation of this kind of, of new perception of what time really means 
and why it exists. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, especially the silence, I guess. I, I don't know. There's so many things you said that are so good. I mean, because we don't know how to be silent. We don't know how to silent. And I think that because of all the technology and as you've mentioned, all the distractions, I mean, it's just super hard for people. Um, and it's something that I guess people need to be more aware of. It's just taking the discipline to say, you know, I don't have to answer that telephone. I don't have to go out to YouTube and watch videos. I hope they watch this one, but um, <laughs> I'm saying we don't have to be doing that all the time, but I think it takes um, a lot of mindfulness just to be aware of the ways that we're getting pulled away from ourselves. And I thought that that's one of the things that I thought was so wonderful about your book. You've got these wonderful exercises. We're focusing on one thing at a time. And yet by focusing on one thing at a time, collectively, we're actually looking at our entire self, which is something that I feel like we don't do enough of. That, 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 that's such a good point that, that, that you've noticed because, because exactly we don't know what, you do, what, what it's like or we have forgotten what it's like to do one thing at a time. We think that, that, uh, that uh, being efficient is about doing many things at the same time. But, but, but this is not the way of, uh, of, of the chakras, you see, because, because the chakra opens the door to, to uh, each chakra opens the door to a, a world that exists uh, unto itself, a, a, an entire world of values, of, of meanings, of purposes, of, uh, of, uh, of experiences. And when we, when we don't enter that door, uh, uh, thoroughly and with with sufficient devotion, we 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 end up uh, only tasting things or, or feeling them very briefly and superficially, but but we cannot say that we have really lived. You see, right? And that's the thing. So 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 if you if you unify your mind and consciousness and heart with one thing and you let the whole world dissolve. You you finally regain the sense of uh, of of totality and of satisfaction. That's the thing. Because we, because we cannot really uh, know something unless we have been intimate with it and unless we have been um, silently with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think also I I don't know I want to kind of curious because you're from Israel and now you're in Germany and you know in the United States we've got a lot of entrepreneurs and and people just work all the time I, I don't know how that is in Israel or I guess I, I did live in Germany for a while um, oh. I, I went to school there in the summer this was many years ago and I worked for Siemens <laughs> Medical Systems as an intern so I do know there's a lot of work ethic there as well but when you're talking about I, I was actually going to ask that of you before you brought it up that I've often thought about as a society, like where are we collectively that we're probably living more in the solar plexus area of this power hungry energy or that we've got to work all the time rather than getting more into a more heart centered space. So culturally, what, what do you think about the different um, environments that you've been in and how it might be challenging just on on that basis of where we're from to kind of try to think about all areas of life rather than just the the monetary and the and the superficial you know that, that that's such an interesting question because because it is true that uh, that each country and each culture has 
as its own dominant chakra or and and secondary chakra and and i've been thinking about this uh, this uh, for quite some time you see they're realizing the the dominance of uh, of the third chakra the solar plexus chakra and the dominance of the throat chakra in the us which is mm. this, these are clearly dominant chakras and because it is it is a, a country a culture of of expression of self expression and and also self expansion and also and also a tremendous energy of uh, of of innovation but but also moving forward and very much future oriented this is of course from my limited understanding it's not that uh, that it's just from from a, a outside a observation external observation but then in germany we have a lot the uh, here the the root chakra dominant ah. it is a combination of a root chakra and a solar plexus chakra you see so mm -hmm. this makes uh, uh, this country uh, <laughs> a very very fond of rules and regulations and order uh, here i think i think people like this kind of stability and and patience and uh, and endurance or perseverance that if you it's not so much about uh, about uh, 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 innovation or breakthrough but it's about it's about uh, doing the same thing persistently in a successful manner you see with much detail attention to the detail mm. so 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 th th these are just examples of course because we can see uh, I, I would say that, that in Israel, there is on the one hand, a certain dimension of the root chakra, which is uh, connected to, to the passion for the land, oh, yes. the passion for territory, and the passion for the heritage of, of what, what we, who we've been, uh, who we were 2,000 years ago and 3,000 years ago, that we are, we're so ancient and the, and the Bible and the, and the, the, the Old Testament. And, uh, and, but also uh, there is a great deal of the sixth chakra, the, the third eye of wisdom, of penetrating insight, of, of wanting to, to reach the depth. Even, even the Jewish tradition is all about interpretation, understanding and merging with texts and so on and so on. So, so these are just examples, of course, but but it does mean that that we that when we live in a certain culture, our culture uh, strongly shapes our values, what we consider to be meaningful. While very often our chakra personality type here, I introduce a different a, a new a new term. That our chakra personality type actually values very different values and 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 can be satisfied only by different, a different uh, meaning and, and a different purpose. And this is where we begin to, to adjust, to become what our society wants us to be. And we bury our, our true happiness, our true fulfillment. Yeah, wow, that is just so interesting. I, I got to go to Israel in March <laughs> of 2020 and I was there. And I came home oh. right before the whole world got shut down. And I just thank God that I got to go over there. It was so fascinating, but I hadn't really consciously thought about what you're saying, but my limited 
understanding from just being there for a very brief time. I, you know, you're right. They are, they're so spiritual and so merged with the documents and things. It is a fascinating, amazing place. I mean, just loved it. And um, I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. Oh, I just, yeah, because I, I did want to ask you about the personality types, but if you want to say something else first, go ahead. Cause I just, oh, I, I loved it there. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I just want to say amazing. I just wanted to remark that, that there is uh, in the same, uh, uh, in the same breath that there is some kind of, of tension in the air, which is the yes. accumulated uh, uh, survival instinct or, or, the, or the experience of fighting and of, of being uh, uh, um, hunted or chased. Uh, by uh, uh, by the past and so on. So that's when you live there for for long, you begin to feel this this uh, uh, extreme tension that is hanging in the air that that is very that is very solid. And um, I guess that that this eventually made me a shift to Europe. <laughs> I have to say, I I I sense that as well. Um because I've traveled many, many places in the world. And I have to say there is an undercurrent there of OMG, something could really kill me here, you know, and this, this feeling of, I need to be constantly vigilant about what I'm doing. That, that is something I definitely also experienced. I, I think it's, um, I, I just thought it was fascinating. The, the dedication to the, and the love of the land. Yes. And the willingness to love that enough to endure that ever constant fear exactly. factor that you're talking about is a very interesting energy. Exactly. And it's a fascinating place to be. So how long have you been in Europe? In nine years. Nine years? Yes. Yes. Wow. Did you go right over to, to um, Germany or did you live other places? No, directly to here. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. I was in, I told you before the show started, I went, I was a kind of a foreign exchange student over there in Germany. And so we went to um, Berlin, but it was in 1988. It was like the year before the wall came down and nobody thought that wall was going to come down. I, I, I mean, at the time when I was there, you know, and it was just wow. such a miracle. So one of these days I want to come back because I know that it's I've seen the pictures and I just can't wait. It's a beautiful city. So, yes, yes. So back to this, I do want to ask you, you, the other fascinating part of the book is you mentioned it just a minute ago briefly, but I was wondering if you could tell us more about the personality types and the chakras. Yes. That is interesting. So could you share that with us? Yes, yes. Uh, of course, the chakra personality types is, is, uh, uh, is some, something that, that uh, that is my own development of the of the chakra system, and this is because at, uh, at a certain point I started realizing that not only chakras are are uh, seven gateways to to uh, life's uh, different experiences, but that in oh, perspectives, but also that each one of us has a dominant uh, perspective as a dominant way of, of interpreting the world and of giving meaning to the world, that is the result of, of, of a certain, uh, uh, of a dominance of, of a certain chakra and, and more than one chakra. That, that we actually, 
if we imagined a, a, a complete personality arising from each of the chakras, a, a human face, a human behavior, human tendencies, human passions, and human excesses, then you, uh, you, you could actually get a, a description of a, of a complete personality. And that was very exciting. At the beginning, it was rather theoretical, but then I started observing people because I, I used to work with, with many hundreds of people uh, personally uh, in sessions. Now I'm only uh, teaching, uh, uh, giving public lectures and seminars. But, but then that, that was a long time, a long period during which I could observe people and listen to, to, to their innermost conflicts because chakra personality type one also involves your shadow, you see? What is your dominant shadow, your, your primal narrative that distorts your perspective and that, uh, and that uh, creates constant conflict between you and the world. So yeah. when I started observing and listening to people, I came to realize that this was not a theory, that people actually were embodiment, em embodying a, a certain chakra. And then that, that there is also a, a secondary chakra that, that is the, the way they fulfill their, their essential chakra. You see that, 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 that there is some kind of a, of a form of expression or uh, if, if to, to give myself as an example, I'm a, a third eye chakra type, which is all about, uh, all about uh, uh, understanding the world. This is the compulsion. It's like it's a sort of an obsession to, to, to fathom the, the world, the uh, life's mysteries and, to, and to, to understand the hidden laws of, of the universe and of the human psyche and to observe everything. As a third eye chakra type, they are always external observers. They, they, they watch the world from the outside as if they, uh, they didn't have a body of their own, <laughs> as if they were only head. You see, so, uh, so uh, and, and then there are, uh, my secondary type is the throat chakra type, which means that the way I'm fulfilling these understandings, these insights is always by expression. They always must be translated in the form of books or teachings and, uh, and uh, uh, writings or recordings or, or, or whatever. But, I, but it, it never, it's not academic. It always needs to be transformed into some form of influence or, uh, or ideas that, that are shared. So this is an example of an essential chakra type, the way you perceive the world, what you really care about, what makes you feel uh, that your life has been meaning, meaningful, because in the very same way you could, you could have, you could live a, a different chakra type that is not your own, the, the, a different chakra type's meaning and purpose, and you would not be able to experience meaning and purpose in your life. That's what's so astonishing. Because it would not satisfy the, the deepest hunger of your soul. Absolutely. I think, I think it is sometimes one of the things that spiritual seekers are looking for most is to try to figure out what is that deepest yearning of the soul, because perhaps they have, um, unfortunately, 
followed a different path and, and are struggling to get back on the path that would fulfill them. Yes, 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 exactly. Because, uh, because there is no, according to the seven chakra personality types, there is no one prescription for happiness or meaning. Sometimes, you know, we get all these best-selling books that tell us that this is the path to happiness. But what happiness? The happiness of, of, of which chakra type, you see? Because if I take this path, even if this book sells millions of copies, it doesn't mean that it necessarily, uh, uh, it can necessarily uh, lead me to, to my happiness. So in this sense, there are seven different types of happiness, meaning, and purpose. And even, even each of them has many nuances because we have a secondary chakra type, you see? So that, that makes it a, a, a rather rich uh, form of exploration uh, that, that could lead us to our specific, specific uh, uh, connection with the cosmos. Right. Because you talk a lot in the book, which is so important, that this idea of investing the time doing this daily practice and taking a look at all of the chakras really can lead us into this greater individualized happiness and awareness of ourselves if we are willing to take a look. Yes, exactly. That, that's, that's the paradox, of course, because, because you know, being a human, I'm sure, I'm sure that, that you share this view is, is quite a complex uh, experience. Yes. <laughs> and this is because we are such multi-level or multi-layered being. We, we, we are not one thing. And, uh, and that's why we have so many voices inside us and so many different uh, forces pulling us in so many different directions. So, and then the paradox, and this makes it even more complex that on the one hand, we are destined to be able to fulfill all of our different chakras, which means all of our different potential experiences of life, perspectives, and, uh, and, uh, and forms of meaning. We cannot say, I'm this chakra personality type, I don't care about love, or, <laughs> or I don't care about, uh, about uh, joy or I don't care about the grounding, you see? Because then we will be, we will be handicapped. We will not be able to experience a, a, a full mastery over our life. On the other hand, this makes it challenging. We also have our, our dominant um, experience, the one that we're most committed to, the one that is, uh, that is, uh, is closest to our heart, the one that, that makes us truly happy. And we somehow need to leave them both. And this is why the seven chakra, uh, seven day chakra path is uh, uh, aims to, to, uh, to encompass or to, to embrace these paradox. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful book, um, wonderful exercises, and it does give much food for thought in terms of our own self-awareness and, and hopefully potential happiness. Um, so Shai, tell us, um, tell us about any future projects you have or any other things that you would like to share with us today. 
Oh, I think, I think everything is on the website. So uh, yes. I, would, I would invite people uh, heartily to, to, uh, um, to uh, uh, the YouTube channel. Okay. The YouTube channel is, uh, is, uh, is abundant with materials and this can, this can enable uh, anyone to, to select what, what, what type of, uh, of, of area of interest. Uh, one might uh, uh, wish to explore because because there are plenty of, of books that, that I've published and uh, and and each of them touches or, or or explores a very different dimension you see because I feel so committed to these to these different uh, seven different experiences that I'm trying to to cover them all through my writing and uh, and my own research that makes me, of course, a very busy, <laughs> very busy individual. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Shai, it's a wonderful book. Friends, you need to check out Shai's book and just consider what he's saying. We're going back to basics, looking into the depths of the self, into the chakras. Highly, highly recommended. So thank you for being on Healing Arts. It is a joy to meet you, and I'm just wishing you continued success in all of your research and work. Thank you so much, Shelly. It was wonderful to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, friends. That's it. Another episode of Healing Arts. So I'll see you next time. Namaste. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So I hope you've been doing well. These last few weeks, I had been out on my long, strange trip, which I will be telling you more about in the coming weeks. But meanwhile, um, I think it's a time when we all just need to keep our country and the rest of the world in our prayers, as you know. And I am keeping you in my prayers, and I cannot wait to see you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. But meanwhile, also, um, go check out my website at pastlifelady.com. Check out the events page. I've got several events that I've posted that are going to be coming up this fall. Uh, many of them are going to be online events because, you know, we're still kind of having a challenge doing things in person. But I do hope that you can join me for some of those and meanwhile, I'm thinking of you, keeping you in my prayers, and we will look forward to getting together again next time on Healing Arts. Hi, friends. Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th. And it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts Podcast, about a phenomenon I call Supretravi, Spontaneous Past Life Memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business, and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places. And what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. 
The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others. And it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.